very much. Um, thank you for joining us. It's Thursday. Look, it's Chris, Christmas has joined us in, in the studio, beautifully trimmed up in, within uh, 30 seconds. So that, that's good. Today's show is sponsored by Juicen. So thank you very much, Juicen, for um, helping us out with that. And today we're going to be talking about mental health. And we're going to talk about uh, how you can help yourself and the signs symptoms to watch out for and the things that you can do to help yourself. And I've got some fantastic guests with me today. And um, my first one is Paddy. Hello, Paddy. Hi, you all right? Yeah. Well, how do we pronounce your surname? I was just uh, trying Sneath. to... Sneath. Sneath. That's an unusual name, isn't it? That's a... Not many of us. Not many of you around. <laughs> so now you've got a, 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 one of those jobs that we forget about that we, we don't know that exists. Just, yeah. just, just tell us what you do. Yeah, I'm a pylon painter. So electricity pylons running all around the country. Um, they need painting. They need cleaning. Um, we, we climb them. In a paint on a on a on a waist, okay. brush in hand. These are the massive, yeah, thirty three thousand volt things that you uh, uh, four hundred thousand. Oh, four hundred thousand volts. Yeah, four hundred thousand, two hundred seventy five thousand uh, kV, and uh, one three two hundred and thirty two kV. Yeah. So is is it old school? You, you climb up. Yeah, it's old school. Climb a bit. Yeah. You haven't got. A... Yeah. So we wear a harness. We wear harness. Um, there's ropes up the towers that the riggers put up prior to us climbing, um, and then yeah, we. Tin of paint, harness, clip on, off you go. Got to keep getting back down to fill the tin up. Well, you take <laughs> you take a few up at a time um, and drop them off, sort of where you need them, where you're gonna where you're gonna need them as you paint, and okay. yeah, crack on. So you enjoy it. Yeah, not this time of month. <laughs> no, no, it's yeah. cold at this time of year. It's yeah. cold, but in the summer it's too hot, and we're always moaning it's either too hot or too cold. Okay, so we're talking about mental health in in trades today, and um, you, you've got some stories you can, you can share with us. Something that happened to you. Yeah, um, it was 2018. Uh, I was working away in Wales, um, and that's the nature of the job. Nine times out of ten, you're away from home. Um, and it's tough. Uh, it was taking its toll on me, uh, away from my family, away from my wife and kids. And, um, and yeah, I was struggling. And it, was, it wasn't until I spoke to – there was a, another lad that, that was working with us at the time um, in our gang. So we're in gangs at work. Um, and there's me and another lad that work together all the time, three of us. And then there was a fourth lad, and he was explaining to us how he felt, and he was quite really open, told us his his feelings and and how he was, and it sort of sort of resonated with me a bit. I was like, yeah, that's that's how I'm feeling. I was really struggling, and I didn't know why. Um, I'd never really. I was I was anxious. I was, I'd, anxiety but I didn't know I, did, I had this feeling but I didn't know what it was and when it wasn't until someone explained to me what it was that I realized that that's how I was feeling um and yeah it, it, when he told me I sort of said oh he gave me the confidence to tell him and the other two lads that I worked with were like taken aback a bit they was so you uh, so you were lo you were lodging away from yeah, your family yeah and I, I, what happens when you were lodging away? Does something happen then? Did, did you um, not want to go out or? Yeah, I was, I was, it was one, just one of the weeks. It was, I think it was in October. It was a cold winter's, winter's week in South Wales. And I just, I got work the Monday and then for the rest of the week, I just stayed in bed all week. Didn't want to move, didn't want to get out of bed. Obviously not getting paid. If I'm lying in bed, I could be at home, but I just didn't want to go anywhere. Didn't want to do anything. Um, I was really struggling and the lads was making up an excuse every day. Oh, I don't feel very well. And, and yeah, I just, just wanted to be on my own. Didn't want to do anything. Um, so at that time when you were lodging away and you, you didn't want to get out of bed, did, yeah. did, back in that moment, did you think there's something not 
quite right at the moment or, or did you think oh, I'm just, I'm just, just going to be lazy this week um, no I knew something wasn't right but I didn't know what it was I couldn't I, I just didn't understand I didn't understand mental health I didn't I didn't understand my feelings or, or why I was feeling like that um, and like I say it wasn't until someone spoke to me that it helped and that's why um, that's why I'm sort of speaking about yeah. it now because if I think it, that helped me. So if I can help someone else, then, then amazing. So in that little week uh, back in, in in the digs, did the did the chaps of the chaps you work with pick up on anything? Because oh, we're not we're yeah. not very good at that as men, are we? We're not. We're not. I don't <laughs> think they did. I don't think they did. They probably just thought Paddy's sacking off. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's not something that springs to mind, and and it's only recently that I would if if if, if it was one of them, I, I probably wouldn't cross my mind. But now having experienced it myself. I'd probably think to ask them, you know, you're right, do you know what yeah. I mean? But at the time, no, they probably they probably didn't realise up until I spoke to them, probably a couple of weeks later, when I actually spoke to them about it, they they wouldn't have understood, they wouldn't have known why. So so you tell us about the um you didn't want to get out of bed in the morning and I, yeah. a lot of us know how that feels, I think. What what other thing what other things were you feeling? What 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 can you tell us you you felt like at the time that you spotted wasn't I right? Just, I just felt I was I felt like I was under pressure. Um, it's, it's, it's deep inside, isn't it? You feel it inside. I felt I was under pressure. Um, I'm away from home. My, my wife and kids are at home on their own. Um, and I, I was, I felt under pressure that I had to, um, I had to, every, every day I go to work, I've got to be as good as I can be. And then I get home and I've got to be the best dad I can be. And it takes its toll. I've got to be the best friend socially and stuff like that. And it takes its toll and it's hard. It's, and, and I just felt under pressure um, to always perform at the, the best of my ability, whether it works socially or, or in, in the family. Yeah. So you, so you felt a pressure. Um, I don't know how you're feeling about that. Because you, you, you said you want to be the best dad, the best friend, the best husband, yeah. the best at your job. But unfortunately, we can't be them all at one time. No, got, you, can, no, you, only, you can only choose one of them. Exactly, yeah. And you've got to be... I feel like now I'm more realistic that um, I've got to look after, after myself and, and looking after myself, it, it makes it easier to be a better dad, to be a better husband, to be better at work and to be better with your friends. If you're putting too much pressure on yourself to be to be the best at every single one, then you'll fail at all of them. Yeah. So just be a little bit more easy on yeah, yourself. Yeah, that's good advice. And, yeah. So when you... Um back in that time what else were you how you said about the, the not getting up but what other you, you said that you were suffering from anxiety yeah. yeah were there any any physical other symptoms of that at all um i don't i don't think not physically it was just it was just all you feel it physically inside it's like a, a churning of the stomach all, all the time and and um lack of energy yeah um and not like I say, not wanting to move. Yeah. Um, but it's it's in your head. You start telling yourself the wrong things, and you, you sort of I don't know. You sort of feel the everything's the worst when it's not really. Yeah. Um, and it's just about I feel like now I'm a bit more realistic in in how I process when I'm feeling like that. I try to be a bit more realistic about what I'm trying, how I'm feeling. I understand it more and why I'm feeling that way rather than just putting it all on my shoulders. And can you put it, do you think it's down to the, the those pressures, the, the, the pressures that you yeah. mentioned about being the dad and the yeah. husband, do you think yeah. that was causing the, the anxiety? Yeah. Um, my, um, my youngest daughter's got autism 
Um, so that affects sort of my, my wife's, my wife can't work because of, because of that. So I'm the only person that brings money into the, into the house. So that, that's an extra pressure and I'm working away. I'm working away. Yeah. So I'm not there to help her. And at the time I was, I didn't want to go to work and then it was just a build massive build up, and, um, and yeah, it's, it, it was tough and, Obviously, that the family thing doesn't change at home, but it's me explaining to my wife how I was feeling. That helped, um, and yeah, it was just it was just a, a build up of, of a lot of a yeah. lot of things. I think I, I think I know how you're feeling. I'm sure a lot of people um, watching that. If you've ever felt that yourself, guys, you know, just uh, send us in a comment. We have got a couple of comments we can look at now um, from Lee. Thank you, Lee. Big topic, big respect. Thank you, mate. Um, it is a big topic, isn't it? And we, we do talk about this quite a lot on this show because we know it is a big problem in our in our family of construction um, guys. So that we we do talk about it a lot. And uh, from Kevin, hello, Kevin. Thanks for writing, in, mate. Um, I know the facts and how bad it can be has uh, been dealing with mental health problems since losing my company because of lockdown. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. This is, um, you know, and we're talking about it today after the announcements last night about more, you know, working home and there's more restrictions coming in and uh, it does affect us all, doesn't it? So I'm, I'm sorry. I hope you can catch up again, uh, buddy, and start something new. Hopefully we can get back on track. Um, so how did you, 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 you keep mentioning you spoke to someone. Was that the first thing you did? Did you just mention it to some guys yeah, on well, site? The, the, they spoke to me first. Um, so they, they spoke to me, told me how they was feeling. And it wasn't until, I didn't really know before that. I didn't know how, how I was, how to put how I was feeling, how to understand it. Yeah. And it wasn't until when he said that, I, I sort of relayed my feelings back to him. And was, he, then, was he telling you that he was having the same? Yeah, sort yeah, of, yeah. Uh, same sort of feelings. Yeah. And, and it was like, yeah, that, it struck me. It was like, yeah, do you know what? That, that's how, that's exactly how I'm feeling. Um, obviously different problem, different struggles, different problems, but the feeling itself was the same. Um, and then the two lads, the two other lads that I work with all the time, Drunk. Are a, um, they're like two of my closest mates. Um, and they was like, buddy, you're right. And, like, and then it gave me the confidence to speak to them. And I've, I've spoke to them. It gave me the confidence to then get home at the end of that week and, and speak to my wife about it. And she didn't have a clue. Yeah. She, didn't have, she didn't know how I was feeling. Um, I know, I know what that feeling is like when someone says, or you see some symptoms or something, or you see, it's like a, a light shining down on you. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you realise, oh, yeah. this, this is what's yeah. happening. And it was like, straight away, it was like a massive weight off the shoulders, like a relief. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I feel as though I got a little bit emotional at the time, at work. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it, it was a relief. And, and yeah, it gave me the confidence to then talk to my wife, um, I felt as though I couldn't tell her because I didn't. I, I, she's got enough going yeah. on at home. Yeah. Um, so I felt as though I couldn't tell her. And then, yeah, I spoke to her and she was like, glad I've spoke to her and she was incredible. Um, my friends who I, who I work with and the rest of my family have all been like incredible. Um, and yeah, this, it's not until you speak about it exactly. that yeah. the pressure does really come off the shoulders and it does. Uh, you did you did you, uh, did you do anything else to help yourself? Did you go anywhere? Yeah, no, I, I did. A, well, I didn't not. I've not been. I, I didn't go to a GP or anything like that. But what I um, what I found a little bit of sort of solace myself, but it helped myself was I released a video. Sort of just after I spoke to my wife, I, I was feeling that if I speak speak about it, 
like someone spoke to me about it, then I could then someone else might get a little bit of help. So I did a little bit of uh, a video on my own personal Facebook page, and the response was incredible. Okay, uh, so you, you just on, on the video you just told the story that yeah. you just told the same sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, told, I sort of told out people how I was feeling, um, and and to, I was I just wanted people to talk about it. And if if that little, I thought to myself, if that little video that was helping me talk about it, but I also wanted people to get some help from it. And the amount of messages I got off, off, uh, off lads basically saying, oh, Paddy, I, I feel the same way. Um, your videos helped me. I've got the confidence to talk about it myself. Um, or it was it was messages of, oh, if you ever need a chat or a coffee or a beer or whatever, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Before, if I hadn't said that, I wouldn't have realized, A, how many people were struggling and, and B, how much support I had. Yeah. That's brilliant. What, why do you think that us chaps don't talk about it? Um, I think we are a bit more, um, but I think it's, I think from personal experience, I felt like I was not too man, I'm not too manly or anything like that, but I felt as though I was the one that had to perform. So if I showed weakness, then, then I'm not being the best I can be. So you sort of like let it build up, but then, but there isn't any, there's no weak, that's not a weakness. And that it wasn't until I, I spoke about it that I realized, yeah, do you know what? And it made me stronger more than anything. It, it, it makes you stronger. I think, I think you're right. I think men see it as, as, as a weakness. Yeah. You know, and especially the position you were in, you were working away and you're, yeah. you, you know, you had to look after your daughter and your yeah. wife was at home. So I think that is, that is, but so anyone that's feeling that they've got some sort of, um, something that they're dealing with or that, you know, they might have a, a mental health emergency. What, what, what would you tell them to do? Patrick? Talk about it. Whether it's the, I benefited from speaking originally to someone that wasn't that close to me. He's, he's a mate I speak, I see most days at work, but we, we're not, we're not really like, we didn't, we wouldn't go out for a beer together. Do you know what I mean? Uh, at the time. Um, and speaking to someone maybe that you're not really close to is a little bit easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, talk about it. Just talk about it, and then you you'll realise how many people are there for you. Yeah, and you'll also realise how many people are feeling the same as You're well. You're not the only one. You yeah, feel like it. yeah, so yeah. That's a pressure relief. And then you can sort of you can help each other. Then you can you might have something that you can relate to with each other. Yeah. That's brilliant advice. Just got to talk about it. That's all. Got to talk to someone. Um, if you if this has struck an accord with any of you guys watching, please let us know and drop a comment in. And um, if you've got a story similar to Paddy's, something like that, let us know. But um, we've we've got a little video now. Uh, you might you might know this chap. Um, he was a professional boxer, uh, Carl Froch, and he now works with his brother Lee. And it's not just anxiety and different things. There's lots of different things that can affect mental health. And if we look at the story from Lee and Carl now, you see that there's different things that can help us was i aware how bad it was no i wasn't and when you when you when you've got an addiction it's you hide it from everyone yourself so i was just i loved to gamble my brother was doing successful with, with his boxing i was obviously it was an addiction for me it, I've, I've definitely got an addictive personality and it, you, you the lowest i felt was just not long after christmas 2014 i was suicidal i just thought i'd end it take an overdose drink vodka and you just you, you just don't want to carry on. You just want to end it because you, you feel ashamed. You feel you've let your family down. I've got my wife, kids. I've got my brother, my mum. You're just letting everyone down. So that's when I needed to turn my life around. And I, that's when I came clean and admitted to the family that I had a, a serious problem. I think to recover from something like that, you need to do it yourself. I was there to, to have, offer him support and be there as, as you know a hand and help and advice. But I could give advice and help to, 
to many addicts and they, they wouldn't be cured if they didn't want to get cured themselves. And the thing that I'm really proud of Lee about is he, he took the, the first step, which is admitting you've got a problem, and then um, dealing with it. You will have something in you that you love, or and it's just switching them addictions to something else, something positive. Life's just a, a thousand times better being sober. So if I could say to anybody, sobriety to me is the key to happiness, and sobriety is also the best gift I ever gave myself. So there we were talking about men being worried about being weakness, and then we've got a hard man boxer there who's uh, had to admit to his family and his, his brothers. So anyone could do it, can't they? Anyone, yeah. And it proves that no matter where you are, whether you're, you're a top boxer or, or you, you're a pylon painter, it, it affects everyone. Yeah. And the key is to talk to people, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, wow. brilliant. Um, so we've got a fantastic guest now. For, you might have heard of a, um, a charity called Movember, which is just, just a sort of concentrates on men's health. And um, we're joined by Sarah, who um, works for Movember. Hello, Sarah. Hi. Thanks ever so much for joining us. Nice to be here. Lovely to hear Paddy's story. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? It's just great to hear people talking about things that might be affecting others that are watching it. Uh, Sarah, tell, tell us about yourself and tell us about Movember and what you... Sorry, I missed the end of that. Um, so Movember is a men's health charity that many people recognise for growing moustaches in the month of November. We've just enjoyed our hairiest month of the year, my favourite month of the year, where men change their appearance and grow a moustache for the men around them, for men's health, and women move and host events to support that too. Um, Movember is interested in three main cause areas when we think about men's health. Prostate cancer is where we started our our sort of our journey into men's health many years ago in 2003 and four, we added testicular cancer as a cause in around about 2008. And at the same time, recognised that suicide was really affecting the men around us and that men over index in suicide statistics. So three quarters of all suicide in the UK is men. And that equates to about 13 men every day in the UK sadly choose to end their life. Um, and so mental health prevention, early intervention and suicide prevention work is the third area that we focus our activity on. 13, 13 a day. Yeah, it's pretty sad. Yeah, it's the number one way for men aged 18 to 35 to die in the UK. Crikey, that's, that's horrible to hear. And over, how, how does your, um, how does November help people in these, in these, in these, with these problems? So we, um, we invest directly in programmatic work. So we've got some fantastic work going on around the country from um, ahead of the game, a resilience and mental health training program for young boys in sport through rugby league across the north, um, through to face-to-face -face programming and things like Pie Club, where we bring socially isolated men together over, around the idea of learning how to cook a pie, have a conversation and connect, um, right through to research and big above-the-line campaigns, um, working with influencers and young people. But at the core of that, I guess the thing we're interested in is the greatest predictor and, and greatest social scaffolding, you can, uh, predict, predict uh, protective factor you can give yourself in life when it comes to mental health is social connection and having meaning and purpose. And I think making sure that men value the relationships around them, engage in those relationships and are having the right conversations at the right level is a big focus for us. And what Paddy just spoke about, that idea of this colleague of his sort of going there and staying there with him, um, sharing a bit of himself so that it, it, it empowered Paddy to share 
you know, and recognise what was going on in his own life. They're life-changing conversations. They're possibly life-saving conversations. And I think we just, you know, we're really passionate about more of those taking place every day as part of our lives, not as a, an odd thing or a mental health thing, but just as a, a human thing that we're watching out for each other um, and spotting those signs, connecting where we should be. Yeah, it is all about talking, isn't it? And talking to people and, and having the right conversations. Can you tell whether there's been an increase in sort of mental health emergencies over the last sort of couple of years? Or Sarah, do you have data on that? Well, I mean, we, we do track um, population indicators and we know that suicide rates are not going in the right direction. Sadly, they are increasing, not decreasing. We saw a slight decrease in 2020, but there is some um, speculation that that's a data a data collection error. Um, sadly, around the world, we're not seeing uh, decreases in suicide rates, and there's lots of reasons for that, but we're definitely seeing a change in stigma. Stigma is reducing. These conversations are taking place. You know, I've been with Movember since the start in 2003, and, you know, 10 years ago, we wouldn't have been having this conversation probably in a really open way in these forums. So it's exciting to see that shift. Um, people being able to sit comfortably in the space of feeling a bit uncomfortable, but doing it for others. I really love the fact that Paddy talked there about, you know, his outlet was to share his himself with others so that others might benefit too. And we see that happening more and more, this idea of passing it forward. And, and I think bringing to the table something you've been through helps someone else open up. So th there's definitely improvements. There's incredible hope. But the, the, the crisis is there. It's very real. And those statistics are, are certainly not improving at the rate we'd like to see them. You could look out for in colleagues for, to ask them if they're OK. Yeah, I think we, we know with men there are particular signs. Um, substance abuse, the video you just spoke about, you know, over-indexing on in dangerous risk-taking behaviour, whether that's alcohol, drug, um, or gambling kind of behaviour when times are tough, men can tend to over-index in those spaces. I think the really common ones, in, in fact, Paddy again gave a great example of some of them, withdrawing from social situations. You know, the guy that's usually always on the WhatsApp chat or always at the drinks after work, whatever that is, just not being there, noticing he's just not having that same level of energy. Um, things like lack of sleep. Lack of sleep's a huge part of mental health de deterioration. Um, not finding joy in the things you once found joy in um, is a really, really important one. When we think about recognising the signs in ourselves, lack of appetite, these changes, you know, knowing what's normal for you and recognising change is really, really important. And I think if you're going to have a conversation with someone that you might have spotted this stuff with, it's like bring that example to the conversation, not just how are you or are you okay, which is so easy for a man to skip past. But, you know, I've noticed, Paddy, you're not you're not yourself at work or you seem to be really sort of sort of keeping things inside and not talking as much as you normally talk or you seem a bit withdrawn whatever it is bring that example or, or bring it bring something you yourself have been going through and I think it just opens the door for a better and richer conversation yeah that's brilliant advice thank you very much for that and, and if we have that conversation and you know I was chatting to Paddy and he said, well, I'm, you know, I'm feeling this way and I'm, and I'm feeling that way. What, what, what can we do? Where can we tell them to go? What, 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 what advice should we give? I think this is one of the more interesting parts of it, Andy. It's, I think a lot of us hesitate to have these conversations. We spot these signs in people around us and we're, we're I'm not a professional, you know, I'm not a psychologist. I can't do anything. I can't, you know, I can't solve 
Paddy's problem for him. You know, I, I can't I can't magic up money for him or create a, a job that doesn't take him away from his family. So what value do I have in in having this conversation? The reality is you don't have to have solutions for a man in order to in, engage in a really impactful and important conversations. The greatest gift you can give someone is the gift of listening and sitting and empathising, hearing what's going on in that person's life, responding with phrases like, that sounds like a tough time to be going through, or it seems to me you're really struggling with X, Y and Z. We don't need to offer up um, but it's to direct people to talk to others in their lives. Have you spoken to your wife about this? Does your, does your brother know this is going on for you is really important. Um, signposting you know explore options with the guy are, are there services like that he that he could be accessing there are many services um you can go to movember.com and, and get get support get help there are loads of services there and all around us there are some fantastic community community-based interventions and helplines the gp if you feel like that's an appropriate piece of advice but most importantly check in you know go back in three or four days time have you had that conversation you said you were going to have with your wife did you do that thing you said you were going to do you know you know, regular exercise makes you feel better. Have you managed to get out and go for a walk? You know, make sure you check in because I think that's a really important part of the dynamic in someone feeling heard. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. And um, if someone was watching this now and, they, and they, you know they were they were feeling they were struggling somehow, what what would you say? I'd say have a conversation with someone you trust. Um, take get it off your chest because it's spiraling round and round in your head it's not going to get any better it's only going to get worse and even if it feels like it's insurmountable um, give someone a chance to take that take, take that load with you and halve it and share it um, make an appointment with your GP they are trained to help and, and there are many many ways in which support can be offered or pick up the phone and, and ring the calm helpline the the samaritans line there are trained professionals again who listen to people every day and you are not alone you're not the only man that's ever felt like this um, and i think that idea that we all struggle we have mental health good and bad throughout our lives and those things can be turned around yeah, brilliant. Thanks ever so much for that. That, that is absolutely brilliant advice. And if you're watching that, take some advice from, you know, go back and watch this later. It's brilliant advice from Sarah there. Sarah, how, how can we how can we support um, Movember? How, how do we find um, Movember.com is the easiest place to find us. And I think continuing these types of conversations year round, making sure we are actively thinking about some of these very gendered statistics, you know, suicide being a male issue is linked to the performance of masculinity that isn't helpful, this idea of being stoic and strong, the constant drive for success and, and providing, you know, when we see men in society around us, like Patty just did then, talking openly about the time they weren't doing so great, we need to celebrate that. We need to, to make sure more men see that as an incredibly manly thing to do because it's brave and it's generous and it makes him stronger, it makes him a better father, it makes him a better workmate. So I think as much as possible, seeing different versions of masculinity and celebrating them is really important too. Thanks so much. So if we, if we, if we, we can donate money to Movember, we can... Of course you can. <laughs> yeah, please, please, any day. <laughs> I wasn't doing... I'm not very well trained on the plug. Um, if you would like to do anything for Movember outside of Movember, we do have a Mow Your Own Way function, so you can get on there and decide to ride a bike across the country or grow the longest moustache down, down your back. I, I don't mind what you do, but yeah, happily, happily raising money year-round. 
All right, Sarah. Thanks so much. You've been an absolutely brilliant guest. And uh, thanks so much. And um, the Elvin is in the building, apparently, I've just been told. So uh, thank you, Sarah. Great to have someone like Sarah to talk to. Isn't it? It's just what a yeah. brilliant person to chat to. So uh, we're joined by Elvin now, who also works for um, Movember. Are you there, Elvin? Hear me. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, can you can hear me? <laughs> yeah, very loud and clear. Thank you very much. So tell us what you do, Alvin. Well, as an ambassador, yeah, as a, a very proud Movember ambassador, I do my level best uh, to get out into my communities in the plural. So, uh, for instance, throughout uh, Movember, uh, I was on construction projects and in construction offices uh, giving talks on prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and the very sad part, of course, mental, uh, mental health and suicide prevention. Um, yeah, so I was very busy this last month. So on your, um, on your, on your travels, Alvin, have you, have you seen a rise in sort of the mental health problems with, with us guys? Yeah, without a doubt. Sadly, without a doubt. Um, when I finished doing talks, that's when people slide up to me. Um, uh, one office I went to, I, I noticed that one of the women had to slide away. She came up and saw me and said, so sorry, um, my cousin took his life last year. It was getting a bit too sensitive for me. Um, I was with uh, another group of guys, lovely group of guys. Give them a bit of a name check. Seaford Town Football Club. Um, one of the guys there came up to me before uh, I present the man a match board and said, he said, yeah, I've lost two of my mates in the last 18 months. He said, I'm receiving counselling myself now. Um, and the other tragedy of suicide is that uh, it leaves behind desperate people. I was speaking to one young guy yesterday. Um, some years ago, his dad took his life and he's not got over it. He has terrible mental health problems now. So, yes, sadly, it is on the rise. Very much so. Why? why um, I know, I know we're, we're, we, it's probably at a height of all time sort of mental health problems, um, especially within men. Of course, women suffer as well. Um, do, do you have any sort of belief why that is? Why? 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 I know. I know we've got the pandemic as well, that, and that certainly hasn't helped. But there, are there any other reasons why people are you know, feeling like this at the moment? My guess is talking with people is that. Um, Speed of life is one thing and the constant connectivity is another challenge to actually get time out and just to relax by yourself. You know, I go back years but before there was anything to do with your mobile phones. My dad, when he went on holiday, the next time you saw him was when he got back in the office. Now, you weren't going to contact him. And so the connectivity doesn't help. Um, the other is expectations, people's expectations of what they can and what they can't have. Um, so I think modern day life is faster than it's ever been. It's more connected than it's ever been. And uh, people, I think, are expecting more of themselves than they ever have done. And probably employers do as well. Um, and I think at the moment, uh, I know most people are getting concerned with uh, it's not just the fact it's locked down, but is this going to be the way it's going to be? I think there's a, a lot of concern is that 
what is the future? Is there a future? It sounds a bit bleak. I believe there is a future, but I, I can understand challenges right now here in London. Uh, been talking to people. Yeah, uh, uh, Christmas parties have been uh, cancelled. People decided not to come into uh, the city at the moment. So it, there's a, a constant unease. Is also. See, it's, it's just, I, I think social media has got a lot to play in it. Like you say, and the, the connectivity between people, they're just watching other people's lives all the time. And you, you mentioned about things you can't have and you can't have. And I think we just compare ourselves to other people or other people's lives. And a brilliant quote I saw the other day was, comparison is the thief of joy. So you can't enjoy stuff because yeah. you're always comparing yourself to other people. Yeah. If, if someone was watching this now, Elvin, and they, and they were they were feeling low or they're feeling they, they, they sort of had some problems to deal with what, what would your advice be to first thing is to un unload it sounds awful but to let that go uh, and uh, for instance hopefully you've got uh, a friend or someone in the family you can open up to uh, you've got to un un unload it you've got to actually talk about it and hear yourself saying stuff and get you, you, you need uh, someone then to resonate with and so they, they, they they're bound to have been through it themselves i know someone's been through it themselves the most important thing of all is to talk about it and i say if all else fails write it down write it down just let it go and, and a, a lovely term is a stream of consciousness just write it down as quickly as you can about what's bothering you uh, but you, you, you need to share it because uh, it has a tendency to fester. Um, my own personal experience in construction was when I was in my 20s, I saw a guy fall to his death, six floors. I was um, no problems at all. I was the calmest guy around on the project that day. Within about six to eight weeks, I started to feel as I didn't belong anymore. And I went and saw my GP. I started talking, and within minutes, I was I was wailing. I was crying my eyes out. But there was a release as soon as I did that. And um, those days, they used to give what it was termed the, uh, the um, Valium, which was Housewives' favourite then. Um, but by seeing my GP, I unloaded all of the problems that I had, and that was the commencement of it. Has that helped? Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much. Brilliant advice, Sarah. And um, thank you so much uh, for joining us. And thanks for everything you do. Cheers, Alvin. Thank you. Cheers, buddy. It's great. It's just great to know there's people like this yeah. around, isn't there? And um, there are people there to talk to. And that's all we keep hearing all the time. You, you know, we, we, we have to talk to people. And we've got a couple of comments that we can look at of uh, some um, lovely guys written in. Jason, hi, hi, Jason. Should never have had to hide your uh, mental health, brother. At the end of the day, mental health comes first, no matter what. Heads up, my man. That's right. That's right. So um, all about chatting, isn't it? Thank you, Jason. And uh, one more from Neil. Hello, Neil. Um, it's okay saying talk, but there needs to be a walking emergency dedicated to mental health. 
when you're in that moment, time is important. Uh, know this firsthand. It's scary, and I felt I had nowhere to go. Yeah, there, it is hard if you've, you've ever got, I guess, if you haven't got a family member or someone to talk to. Um, I guess our version of that, what Jason was talking about there, uh, a walk-in place is the is the helplines, is the Movember and the and the Samaritans. Did you did you use any sort of a, a no, different places? Uh, no, I was lucky really because I had that immediate release, and then I, I've sort of I had my own little ways of dealing with it. But yeah, if the, the immediate, obviously, if there's not a walk-in centre. Is that you pick up a phone? Everyone's got a phone. Yeah, pick up a phone and talk to someone. I think there's even a text line that you can yeah. text to people. Yeah. Text you back. Yeah, yeah. Go online, like Sarah said, on on November. Yeah, um, yeah. Just just anything. But there, I mean, it just goes to show the two guests are there. There are brilliant people out there on the end of a telephone for us to chat to. So, I think that, uh, the key message from this is just to talk to people, isn't it? You, yeah. Just to talk to people and, and just that doing that alone may help it in a, in a little bit. Um, we're going to go to our, our final guest now, um, who's in a in a he's a bit different from the other guests. So what he's actually doing at the moment is he's on a treadmill, and, he, and what his name's Stephen Powell. He's he's doing um he's doing twenty five marathons in twenty five days, and he's raising money for the awareness of mental health and construction. And he's, he's running these marathons in full PPE, including his uh, steel cap boots. And um, he's going to join us now. And uh, he's, he, I've, seen, I've seen what he's doing. He's got his hard hat on and stuff. Stephen, are you there? How's it going? And how are you feeling, my mate? Hi, Andy. It's going very well, thank you, considering the body is taking a hammering. Um, mentally, I'm feeling tired, and that's a battle every day so i have to overcome just accept that it's gonna hurt and it's gonna suck so a lot of the time i'm just embracing and suck sorry i am walking the reason why i'm walking is because if i start running this treadmill um i'll probably end up dropping the phone <laughs> so uh yeah and answering your questions pretty much the best i can well, I mean, I'm I'm sweating just watching you do that with the uh, with the hard on and the and the overalls there. Tell us, why why are you doing this? Why are you running in full PPE? So, yeah, I mean, the reason why I'm running in PPE, Andy, is to raise as much money as I can for the Lighthouse Construction Charity, which focuses on the construction workers who might be going through any type of crisis. And I think the biggest one at the minute is. Uh, mental health which I struggle with sorry, which I strongly relate to myself so what better way to get the word out there and to put myself with a pain cave I and obviously do it in style Say, yeah, lovely style there. I see, I see you've got like an American hard hat on. It's like an American version there. But why, why, are, you, why are you wearing the PPEs? <laughs> yeah, so the main reason why Andy, the PPE is to uh, make sure I don't get run over. No, I'm only joking. It's um, to highlight the charity more, and it's especially more aimed at construction workers. But I'm hoping it really does raise awareness, more for mental health, especially in men, as we are the ones who normally bottle up our emotions. So when we add it up, is um, I've written it down here, 327 miles just before Christmas, I suppose, to make way for that turkey. Is there, is there a reason why you decided to take on this challenge? Yeah, I mean, so the reason why I'm doing 327 miles before Christmas um, is because I have a big passion for fitness. Um, I love challenging myself mentally and physically. 
Uh, running's more mentally for me. I am one who loves lifting weights, doing CrossFit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I use fitness as challenges to help with my own battle of mental health as well, um, which I've suffered with for quite a while. So I'm hoping that by putting myself out there on social media platforms, which is really outside my comfort zone, but other people in the construction industry will open up and just communicate how they feel. And of course, what better way to like raise awareness and money uh, than to complete this mammoth task while still working, I may add, and just know that I'm doing good from it. That's brilliant, mate. Tell us, you how many miles in are you? How many miles have you got left to go? So, I'm currently on day nine, and I am 104.8 miles into the challenge, which leaves me with, let me just quickly do the maths, 223 miles to go. If you go on yesterday's Instagram post, you can see the kind of injuries I've already faced and still facing to this day. And um, it's, it's brilliant, mate. You're doing fantastic. How can we donate money to you? What do we do? Yeah, so obviously, main thing. <laughs> um, I would like to thank everyone who has donated so far and is helping to support me through this task. And if you would like to donate or even just share your support, then please, the link for my Just Giving pages on my Instagram bio. And if you guys could put the link to it, then that would be brilliant. Yeah, when we when we uh, finish talking to you, we'll put a slide up at the end, mate, and we'll um, we'll, we'll show everybody how they how they can do it. So, how how are you feeling? I mean, you, I mean, you must be um, losing all that weight to uh, make way for a Christmas dinner, I reckon. <laughs> it's a good question. How am I feeling? So, if I'm being honest, Nadi, I am feeling tired and battered slightly, and every day I have to battle the negativity in my mind. That's all part of the process. I mean, I haven't changed my day. I still go to work. You know, I've got a very physical job as a geotechnical and environmental land driller uh, for a great company, Marshall Drilling. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think I've definitely earned my uh, Christmas dinner this year, maybe to the extreme end. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't wait. I'm thinking of a whole beef joint with Yorkshire puddings, all the trimmings, oh, you name it. Well, don't forget the Brussels sprites, of course. You've got to, you've got to work them. Good for protein, I reckon. Um, well, good luck, mate. I hope it all goes well, and uh, thank you for doing such a brilliant call. Yeah, no, thank you for your time, guys. And, um, yeah, hopefully speak soon. Well done, mate. Absolutely brilliant. And if you want to uh, donate to um, Stephen's cause, just put a little slide up now where you can find everything that you need to know. It's uh, buffering there. So it's, uh, it's all for Lighthouse, which is a fantastic charity. And um, we'll put a comment in the uh, comments there. So you can click on that very complicated link. Um, but if you click on that, it'll take you to his page. And you just, oh, I just dropped on a five or something. He's nearly there. Like, it's at 790 quid. He wants to get to a thousand. So I'm pretty sure we can get him at just another 210 pounds. So get over there and, and, and help Stephen out um, even though he did look like sort of like one of the village people in that uh, outfit then didn't he incredible, incredible outfit <laughs> an incredible outfit as well brilliant outfit with the hard and the sort of shiny glasses absolutely brilliant um, any last words to anyone watching mate what do you reckon anyone's how uh, can help them yeah talk 
Um, if you've got no one to talk to, seek help online or on the phone call, GP, anything, anything's better than the, the last resort. So, yeah, talk. Yeah. I think that's been the main thing from things. It's chatting to people. That, that's yeah. how it helped you. Yeah. That's how yeah. The guys we've spoken to. Yeah. And as Sarah said, she, she mentioned something that I've never really taken thought of before. She said, any them conversations, they're life-changing and life-saving. And I've never really processed it like that before. And, uh, yeah, they really are. So, yeah. yeah Brilliant. Talk. Brilliant. Thank you very much, mate. Um, so we've got our Christmas tinsel. When does the uh, pylon painting stop for Christmas? Uh, next Friday. Is it? Yeah, and then we're, we're, uh, we're done for Christmas. I've got a couple of weeks off. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I haven't. I've, I've got my own little... Uh, I'd, I'd do a food truck as well. Okay. Um, so I'd, I've got a pizza van. All right. So my, my last day for the pizza van, I think, is on the, on the 18th, and then I'm working New Year's as well. So, uh, so what's this for parties and things? And uh, it's called Working Man's Kitchen. It's like a street food, yeah. uh, street food uh, truck. Um, so I do a couple of nights a week in in Nottingham, Friday and Saturday night evenings um, around Nottingham in little villages. So brilliant job! Yeah, well done, mate. Well done. Um, thank you very much for joining us. Hope that's helped. We've got just a couple of uh, oh, we've got Amy there as a wife. I'm very proud of my. Oh, that's lovely, isn't it? Uh, very proud of my husband for speaking up. A problem shares a problem half. Thank you very much, Amy. You've got a good chat there, I reckon. Good old chappers, Paddy. Um, thanks for joining us. There's some um, numbers on the screen here. If you, if you, if you want to speak to someone, um, you can always call the NHS. That's the most it's easy number to remember, isn't it? 111. Um, that text line that I was talking about that you can text to and someone will text you back if you don't want to talk to someone. Is All you've got is text how you feel into 85258. And um, we've got the good old Samaritans there. They've been around for years and years. They know exactly what they're doing. If you're ever feeling that you want to talk to someone, uh, call them. And then also, as we were talking to Sarah from Movember, uk.movember.com. There's loads of advice and help and support on there for you. Not just about mental health, but testicular cancer and prostate cancer as well, which is um, a problem that we face. Thanks so much for joining us. This is our last show for this year because uh, tints on it and Christmas and stuff. So thanks for joining us. Thank you, Paddy. Thank, Thank you. you to our other guests for joining us. And ho, ho, ho. Happy Christmas. Cheerio. Cheerio.